Hey, bitches. Hi, bitches. It is Wednesday for our patrons, so you're getting this early and ad-free for only $2 a month. For all the rest of you suckers, you're listening to ads on Friday. So welcome, wherever you are. Yeah, thank you for listening, everybody. Yeah, and especially thank you for paying to listen. (laughs) Seriously, Patreon is amazing. It's a lifesaver. It's so good. And I personally love, uh, you know, the podcast that I'm subscribed to on Patreon. So I spend so much money on Patreon and we're going to have bonus content for you guys soon. So we're right now we're honestly banking a bunch of episodes. And uh, then when we release our additional content, Patreon, you're going to have a little bit of a backlog. So it'll be nice. I always love that when I sign up for a new Patreon and they have like 500 episodes. We're not going to have that many, but when they have a bunch of episodes I can binge, I love that. Yeah, for sure. So that's what we're doing. Uh, do you have a bitch fit for the week? Um, I mean, honestly, not like a real one because my life's been pretty good lately at the moment. Like okay. I haven't, um, I couldn't really think of anything, but I will say oh. Being a woman in general is just really fucking annoying. Um, Like the whole thing of like, if you don't wear makeup, then everybody tells you you look tired. And then when you do wear a lot of makeup, then you constantly have people being like, you don't need makeup. You look overdone. (laughs) And it's and it's like you you can't please everybody. And so it doesn't matter. Just being a woman in general. It's fucking hard. It doesn't matter what we do. It's always wrong. Mm hmm exactly that's some bullshit how about some cool shit you got cool shit yes so i know that you like to own physical copies of dvds and i no longer own a lot of physical copies of dvds but i have the terrifier steelbook and over the weekend i watched all the DVD bonus features. I watched it with director's commentary and I forgot how much fun I used to have doing that. And that's something that like, obviously you can't get through like streaming services. So DVD bonus features, this makes me want to like own physical copies of more movies. I love that. Yeah. Cause you always forget about stuff like that. Cause when you're streaming, you just get to see the movie. You don't get to see any of the extra stuff. Exactly. So it was so cool because how Damien Leone does like the special effects and everything too. It was so cool to just watch him be like cut and then he just like goes in and like does his special effects and to see how he made some of the stuff. It's like it. I I just think that stuff's so cool. Did you get to see the scene in the bed? Yeah. yeah yeah yeah. so they did that like in freezing cold like middle of winter in new york in like a shed that they made to be like look like a bedroom because they knew that they were gonna have so much blood everywhere like there's no way they could actually like film that in a real house yeah so um and he kept saying throughout the entire movie like they put that girl through hell in those scenes and they were showing how they like did it and stuff and um 
yeah, it, it was so good. I need to see if I can find that on YouTube or something. Cause I would be so, I would love to see that. That also, was the craziest scene. It was so funny to see Art the Clown, like in full costume, just like in the back, like texting on his phone. Texting <laughs> you know, or like he's in like, between takes. he's over at like craft services eating cheese. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's amazing. I love that. Um, yeah, I totally forgot about that. And honestly, the only reason that I really have physical copies of things is because I sell them because there's still a lot of physical media collectors out there. Um, so I usually I just buy a lot of stuff and then I sell it. But in the meantime, I have this like awesome custom made uh, movie like media shelf. So anytime we want to watch something that's not streaming, we'll grab it off the shelf. So it's been really nice for us too. But uh, yeah, a lot of people still collect that stuff and people think it's weird and that it's over with, but it's definitely not. I mean, and that's why it's definitely nice to have the physical copy of like one of your all time favorite movies for sure. Mm -hmm. And obviously, like I'm planning to go meet the cast of that movie in June. So I'm definitely going to bring that and get it signed. And that's like a cool just collector's nice. item to have. Yeah. And it's a steelbook. I mean, steelbooks are so freaking cool. And yeah. different places have different types of steelbooks. Like Walmart will have a certain design. Best Buy, Best Buy will have a different design. So those are cool. And they're worth a lot of money. I'm still kicking myself for not buying the Scream 25th anniversary steelbook. I like didn't want to spend the extra like 15 or $20, but I wish I would have because it was a really cool looking steelbook. But I bought the 4K version just so I could have the 4K code for digital. But I'm still kicking myself over that. Steelbooks are really cool. I love them. Yeah. Yeah. So what's cool. your bitch fit and cool shit? Um, okay. So I'm going to say that my bitch fit, I probably had a different one written down before, but I'm going to go with this one um, that just happened today. And I was texting you about it earlier. So my kid is 15 and we both love horror movies. We love to go see them. He's been asking forever. Like, are we going to go see Evil Dead when it comes out? Are we going to go see it? So I decided to get tickets for tonight because it's Tuesday and they only charge Tuesday. you like five Tuesday. Um, so they only charge you five dollars per ticket on Tuesday at the movie theater across from us. So I'm like, okay, I got the tickets, got all excited. And then I guess they invited their friend to come last night and was like, Will you trade my friend your tickets so we can sit together? <laughs> and it just sucks when your kids like doesn't want to hang out with you anymore because <laughs> yeah, I'm like but... I'm feeling like I'm like okay I'm only going to be one seat away from them but the seats are in sets of two right so like they're going to be sitting together and then I'm going to be sitting here and praying to God that no stranger sits next to me because that's so uncomfortable mm -hmm. but it just kind of sucks because it's like well I thought we were going to go see a horror movie together and now I've been like pushed out First so. of all, what weird ass movie theater <laughs> that seats like only in twos? I don't think it's, I've seen that before. Really? So it, it's the um, it's the dine-in movie theater. So they've got the recliners, like, and they're actual recliners, not just seats that go back, but recliners. Uh, um, so I guess they have that at the VIP theater here. Now that I'm thinking, I'm about sure. It. It's yeah, been a minute. Yeah, it's pretty common now. So they're they're in sets of two for the recliners with the little tables that come in front of you. 
So I'm going to be right next to them, but there is a chance that some rando could sit next to me. And then I'm like cuddled up on a recliner with some person. <laughs> I don't know. It's on, it is so awkward. It's happened to me before, but you know, I know it's all normal. And just like you said earlier today, it's normal teenager stuff. Every teenager goes through this point where they just would rather hang out. No with their... teenager wants to hang out with their mom. You know what I mean? I know, but I'm a cool mom. <laughs> Yeah, I think but... I'm a cool mom, but yeah. So there's that. And then um, cool shit. Cool shit. Shit, I didn't think about that good stuff. <laughs> wow. I'm going to say, uh, I know. I need Keeping to, I it need positive. To, I need to do morning <laughs> gratitude, right? Um, oh, cool shit. Okay, so today I got to go with my boss to uh, the park that we secured for our annual summer picnic and it was just kind of cool because like we went on a field trip like we talked a little together we looked at the space that was booked and kind of envisioned all the places that we were going to put the different things for our party and uh, we got Starbucks on the way back to work so that was cool and I just like really like my boss she is such a sweet person and I like my job because I one of my favorite parts of it is helping plan these events. It's so much fun to me and it gets my like creative juices moving. So I'm going to call that my cool shit. That was pretty fun. Good. Isn't that crazy how things work out? Because mm -hmm. you were in this tiff about this other job, like literally felt like a week ago. And then now yeah. you're like, I love this new job, everything. So I, I know I love when things work out for people. Like the job itself is a lot of data collection and entering things in spreadsheets and that part of it's not so fun, but um, I'm just happy to be somewhere where I feel appreciated and I'm treated with respect and everyone that works there is so nice. There's not one rude person that I've met in the entire building and it is so refreshing considering how I was treated in the last two jobs that I have had and uh yeah it's just nice like every Monday morning I have a one-on-one -on -one with my boss and we talk about like what's going on this week we start off always like last week I went in there and I knew she had a super busy day and I was just like okay let's talk about this 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 and she's like hold on I, I like talking to you I want to hear like how was your weekend you know what did you do and it's like oh, you care wow it's weird <laughs> <laughs> so it's just nice that's definitely going to be my cool shit I like that a lot good I feel like yeah. we've talked about this before but wor your workplace is like 90% the people you work with like yes. if you if you like the people you work with then it makes going to work a lot easier rather than like working with a bunch of assholes you know mm -hmm. and my boss is HR so she does and I told her like that's a testament to you and who you have placed in these positions because You've got a group of nice people who are helpful and kind and they work well together and it makes a really nice like work environment and that really makes a difference. So yeah, it's nice. I like it. So it's working out well for me. I, I wanted to tell you something funny though that I found out this week. So like apart from, you know, moving on, um, you heard about this Jeremy Renner accident in January, right? Where he like had an accident with a slow a snow plow. He was plowing his driveway. I can't remember where he lives, Utah or something like that. And he was using one of those big snow plows and there was an accident. Do you remember hearing about that? I'm so confused okay. right now. 
Jeremy Renner. You know who that is, right? No. Oh, he's Hawkeye from Marvel movies. He was in the town with Ben Affleck. Keep talking. I'm just okay, going to do you a Google quick it while Google. I tell you more. <laughs> okay. So basically, he has this house up in the mountains somewhere in some state, and he was plowing his driveway, and there was an accident. I think it like the plow flipped or something happened, right? I heard this rumor okay, months this, ago. I know who he is. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I heard this, I heard months ago that he had to have a leg amputated. And I was like, holy shit, that is crazy. What are they going to do? Are they going to make him like bionic or something in the Marvel movies? Like he's going to have some cool prosthetic. Like, so for the last four months, almost, I have been thinking that Jeremy Renner had his leg amputated. And I mentioned it to my coworker the other day and she was like, are you sure? And I was like, yeah, it's like crazy, <laughs> right? I was like, and the craziest thing is that he just walked the red carpet for an event like last weekend. Can you believe that? How amazing of a turnaround is that? Like you just had your leg amputated in January and you're already walking the red carpet. And she was like, I don't think that's true. So I Google it. It's not true. They were talking about amputating his leg, but they didn't have to. So once I found that, I was like, well, you're totally right. He did not have his leg amputated. And now I'm kind of disappointed. Like, I'm a little bit less impressed at yeah. his quick recovery and turnaround. Because I'm like, what a fucking ba badass hero. He's walking the red carpet. <laughs> he must have a really good prosthetic. He's already walking. Like, he's good to go. <laughs> and I felt, I honestly felt a little disappointed. Oh, my God. I was a little <laughs> less, less impressed at his recovery. I mean, good for you, Jeremy Renner. I know you're, I know you are like a weekly listener to Resting Bitch Face, but like, good for, for sure. you. But still, I would have been way more impressed if you actually had your leg amputated and then walked the red carpet. I have never heard that before in my life, but he also <laughs> means like nothing to me. Like, I was just looking at the movies he's been in, like the Bourne Legacy and shit like that. Like, Come on. Haven't you seen The Town? Like, we've talked about this before. I saw it, like, way back in the day when it first came out. and Please I Please rewatch it. It is so good. It's one of my all-time favorite movies. I know, because you told me that because I said, who's sending Ben Affleck nudes? And then you were like, haven't oh, you Blake seen Lively? The Town? Yeah. Um, oh, also, speaking of Jeremy Renner, he also played Dahmer in this, like, early 2002 movie or something. Yeah. I saw yeah. that on his thing. I think I rewatched that recently. It wasn't great, but yeah. Damn. So anyways, that's my uh, uh, Renner news. You're welcome, guys, just in case you thought he was an amputee like I did. Um, Did you hear about this Morgan Wallen thing that happened last night? No. What? So he was doing a concert in like, I think it was like Mississippi or something. Uh -huh. And... 60,000 people like huge concert the openers already went on like I know Hardy opened up for him and I have no idea who else did and they already performed and then right before he was supposed to come on they put on the jumbotron he lost his voice and he will not be performing so everybody will get the refund for the concert or whatever um, and then people are saying that, like, that's not true, that he was actually, like, just got hammered backstage and was, like, too drunk to go on. Um, so, yeah, there's that. Oh, well. 
it happens that's so fucking shitty to do to your fans like my my friend a couple summers ago it was like right before the pandemic i think she saw marilyn manson and rob zombie and she's like a marilyn manson fan whatever and right before like rob zombie came on they were like marilyn manson will not be performing if you stay for rob zombie then you will not get a refund but if you leave now then you'll get a refund so she's like wow like i have to choose between seeing rob zombie and like getting my money back even though i'm here for marilyn manson or both it was well yeah it was the same thing because marilyn manson got way too fucked up and couldn't perform isn't he like 50 something 60 years old like get your shit together so rock star (laughs) i mean that sucks if you were there for both of them like you wanted to see both and so you can either and plus it's probably shitty if rob zombie is performing and half the audience is leaving just because they want their refund that's just shitty all around I I don't know. I just think that's so fucking shitty to do to your fans because like people pay such good money and save up for a long time to see their favorite artists and to have your fans like wait outside all day and be standing around for hours and hours just to cancel like five minutes before you're supposed to go on is so shitty. It is Same with like um, that's what Frank Ocean did at Coachella, didn't he? He was like two hours late or something mm-hmm. like that and people were waiting in the fucking burning okay, hot but who's waiting for frank ocean who the tons fuck? of people people love him really i love the songs that i know of his oh but okay. um but yeah it's just it's so fucking shitty to do to your fans yeah especially with the fucking um fees costing as much as the damn tickets themselves it's insane I know. I just have to say, like, T-Swift would never. <laughs> never. And I have a confession to make. I've been getting a lot of Taylor Swift concert clips on my TikTok. I'd go. I'd pay to go. Not as much as people are paying to go, but I would, I'd pay to go. I wouldn't. I it don't... looks like she's putting on a I, hell of a show. I know. I know. I I fucking commend her for her performances. However, I do not like her music. I don't like the sound of her voice. I feel like even if I got drunk, I would just be like really annoyed. Well, well, then us Swifties don't want you there, Justine. Stay home. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Go see Marilyn Manson and Rob Zombie, okay? Um, I would. Yeah, I'd no. much rather. I mean, you guys, if you guys have listened to this podcast for a while, you know that Justine yeah, that's has right. always I'm a, said... I'm a Manson head. I'll get canceled. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Justine has always said she wouldn't pay or she wouldn't go downstairs in her basement to watch Taylor Swift perform. And I was always like, I wouldn't pay. I wouldn't. I don't even know if I'd go for free. No, I, she looks she does look like she's putting on a hell of a show. I agree. I don't think she's a fantastic singer. I think she's a catchy songwriter, but it looks like an amazing concert. So. Anybody um, wants to sell me any cheap tickets in Denver, I'll probably buy them for from you. One of my like all time favorite just like TikToks or like internet videos is like because you know how her last tour, every single show she like brought out a surprise guest or whatever. Yeah. And then it was like time for the surprise guest, and the girl goes, "I really hope it's Selena Gomez, but uh-huh. I bet it's not." And then I hear, "Can't keep my hands to myself," and then the girl's just like, "Oh my god!" Oh my I saw god. that. <laughs> 
like I understand loving music and getting excited for something, but I don't think I've ever loved anyone enough to like freak out like that. It's so cool when you go to a concert and they bring out a surprise guest though. Like one of my all-time favorites was like, I don't know, the sixth time I saw was Khalifa and he brought out the weekend and this was like right when the weekend was starting to get big and they did remember you together and it was like such an iconic performance and I would um, probably scream like that if Post Malone came out somewhere I just think he's so adorable I love him the first time I saw Nicki Minaj she brought out Drake and that was like fucking crazy you couldn't even like hear anything in there so I speaking of at Coachella I think it was like two nights ago um Uh labyrinth brought out zendaya and they did all for us together i'm like i would no i just got chills when (laughs) you said that i would do insane things to like see that performance live i just got the chills when you said that oh my god i love zendaya she's zendaya zendaya whatever love her love her well as you know because you got me into euphoria so now i'm obsessed obviously yeah. Did you watch Scream 5 yet? No. Scream 6 comes out on Paramount like tonight. Oh my god. Get it together. Well, I watched okay? I watched the um the YouTube video of like everything you need to know that happens in Scream or like whatever. I watched okay. that. Okay. So watch Scream 6 and then we can talk about it next week. Honestly, I <sighs> It's good. Just watch I, it. I need more like gore in my horror movies. Like I need. Yeah, it's not Terrifier and it's no time that see that that's the type of shit I like. I like like I even saw in a couple like Terrifier Facebook groups. Some of people are like Evil Dead was good, but Terrifier like has the level of gore so high that even Evil Dead is like, eh. but for most people, that's like super gory. Yeah. Well, I still want you to watch it. I want to know if you liked it or not. All right. Well, if it's coming on Paramount Plus and we'll see. Okay. Okay. Maybe I'll watch it on the airplane. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker. You'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yes. So tell me, I'm so jealous of your trip. So it's funny because you were like, I really want to go to like Jamaica or something, but instead you're going. <laughs> well, tell me about I just, what a, your plans are for your gal. Calvary trip. Um, Going to Edmonton. We're going to go to the mall, go to Bam. How far is Edmonton from you? From me, where I live yeah. now? Mm-hmm. Uh, like a four and a half hour plane ride. Holy like, shit. It's across the country. Yeah, that makes sense. 
Yeah. Because if you were like flying from like Florida. I'm flying into your time zone. Yeah. Okay. So Edmonton, what? They have a really cool mall there. Yeah. They have like Canada's biggest mall. Like, you know, the Mall of America. It's like the Canadian equivalent of that. Like roller coaster theme theme park park inside, like everything like that. Yeah. (gasps) I want to go. And they have like um, a strip of like bars and restaurants inside the mall. So, you know, I'm finally going to have my drink (laughs) after like I counted today. It was like 37 days or something crazy like that. I didn't even realize. Are you missing it? um, Not per se, but I am excited to have a drink. Okay, cool. Yeah. That is going to be fun. So then and you're going to Calgary, right? Mm -hmm. You're going to see Amanda. Mm -hmm. Have you guys ever met in person? No. No, it'll be our first time. Oh my god. We should do an episode together. It'll be our first time. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. You get to see Walter and Latrice. Fun. I'm scared of Latrice, but I'm excited to meet Walter. <laughs> and you guys yeah. should definitely do a show together. It'll I just fun. I just really hope that like the weather holds up and all that stuff. I hope it's okay. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. That's awesome. I I always am like just waiting for something to go wrong. So I never feel fully excited until like the plane lands and I check into my place and I'm good. You You have PTSD from your Florida trip. I know we can't even talk about it. I literally, speaking of, I watched (laughs) the black phone over the weekend. Okay. And that was supposed to be, it was one of the haunted houses last year at HHN. So I was just like thinking about that the whole time in the back of my head. Like, I can't believe that fucking happened to me. Like, what are the odds of that happening when I'm there? And I was like getting all pissed off in my mind about it all over again. Like, is that the first time you've seen that? The black phone. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what do you think about it? I thought it was okay. I was mm. like very overwhelmed, like um, or underwhelmed, I should say. Nothing. It wasn't wasn't terrifying. No, I'm kidding. Um, no. but I will say the <laughs> it was no main, tusk. It was no tusk. <laughs> I will say though, the main kid in it, um, Finney or whatever his character's yeah. name was. That kid needs to play like a young Jesse Einsberg in a movie because that's all I could fucking see on him fa- on his face. I never thought about that. See, I think that movie was better in the theater. I feel I feel like most movies are better in the theater. It's just a different atmosphere and no distractions, you know, um, but I thought it was really good. I thought Ethan Hawke was fantastic that even though he was wearing a mask the entire time, the fact that you could actually still feel the tension and almost see his facial expressions or could understand what they would be was pretty amazing. Yeah. So I think he did a great job. And I think the little girl in that movie was really good. The sister. Yeah. That was a good movie. It was, it was okay. I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I would like it better if I would have read the book first or the short story or whatever it is. It was oh, written I didn't by even know there was a short story. Yeah, it was written by Joe Hill, who is Stephen King's son. And he oh. also wrote this book called Horns. And in the adaptation for it, like Daniel Radcliffe plays like the main character. It's about this guy who like his girlfriend dies and everyone thinks that he killed her and he like wakes up with like horns growing out of them and he can like hear what people are saying to him 
it sounds like a, it would be a lot cooler of a movie than it is but yeah weird i don't know what horns have to do with any of Ugh, strange yeah <sighs> god can you imagine like trying to be a writer and you're stephen king's son well that's why he goes by like joe hill so that like yeah. people don't really like whatever but i just think writers like stephen king who write like i don't know a hundred books a year like how the fuck do you have that many stories like in your brain mental illness honestly <laughs> wow seriously you just called stephen king mentally ill julie okay let's google it he probably is oh my but god think about it like how would you come up with the crazy shit that he has come up with over the years if you didn't have like something a little off in your brain i don't know i always think about that when i'm reading books i'm like how did somebody just like come up with this like mm -hmm. i wish i know if i ever wrote a book it would definitely have to be about just like my strip club stories or something like i don't think i could ever write fiction i'm not creative enough for that unfortunately yeah, but like, I love real stories more than anything. So people would love it. Like an inside look. You know? Yeah, maybe I would just have to like, add in some stuff that wasn't true to make it more interesting, just like a million little pieces. Do you remember when that I like controversy? The craziness. Oh my God. Yes. And the then uproar. South Park did the Tally episode about it. <laughs> Where Tally the goes on Oprah. I was gonna say I remember the yeah Oprah, Oprah pushed it in her book club. Oprah lost her shit on him. Uh huh. Crazy. And Billy Bob Thornton's in the movie. I never watched the movie, but mm -hmm. I think I started reading the book. I don't think I finished it, but yeah. I loved that book back in the day, and then the second <laughs> one, My Friend Leonard, and then. But it's well, like, then who cares if it's fake? Like it was, it was. It was an entertaining book to it's read. It's because you're you know claiming I mean? that it's not fake. That's why. It, why not just say inspired by true events? Because that's not yeah. untrue. You know, if your time as an addict inspired you to write this book about these things, that's not a lie. So, yeah, but you can't call it nonfiction. Eh. Um. All right. Well, this has been book club with Russ we should do a book club that would be fun I told you I tell, know. tell me when I'm I'm down I don't know where I would ever have the time for that but I'll try to figure out how to fit it in well you could listen <laughs> to books on like audiobooks because mm. I listen to a lot of book club podcasts yeah. and a lot of the time they'll they'll fully admit like oh I just listened to the audiobook because it's it's faster than physically reading it it is faster, but my brain travels too much. Like my mind wanders. So I can't really listen to books that well. It's better yeah, for me to same. read. Yeah, Same. I'm not good with, um, it's so weird because when a celebrity writes a memoir and they like narrate it themselves, like I could listen to that shit all day. But when I'm listening to somebody try to narrate like a fiction book, like, mm -hmm. and then Harry Potter said, watch out her mind. Like, mm -hmm. my, same thing. Like my brain just travels. Yeah. Well, it probably, when a celebrity or when someone is narrating their own book, then it seems more like a podcast or just storytelling. 
about something they experienced. So I can see that, but yeah, my, my mind wanders entirely too much for me to listen to audiobooks. And even when I listen to podcasts while I'm at work or something, I have to pick something dumb and like mindless, like Theo Vaughn, I, his podcast is great for that. You know, something that I can zone out for a second and then come back to and not feel like I missed something important. So, you know, that's how I like to do that, but let's talk about 90 day fiance. Okay. Let's do it. Oh, this episode. (laughs) They are dragging Uh, this season out. I I was listening to 90 90 day fiance cray cray earlier. And they were saying that they assume it's probably going to be 14 episodes. So maybe a few more. Cause I think this was episode 11. Okay. Um, but wow. Um, okay, so let's talk about Gabe and Isabel, because nothing too crazy happened there. But Gabe went home to get his paperwork in order. His sister I, is a fucking cunt. She's and crazy. she triggers me because I've been in my own situation with the crazy sister and I don't like Have that you. shit. It's so fucking weird. It's like, why do you care who the fuck your brother date? Like, listen, my brother, like way back in the day my brother's been married for a very long time now like years and years Mm -hmm. and years ago my brother was with this girl she was fucking crazy it was a horrible relationship I never got involved my brother is a grown Mm -hmm. man I was never rude to the girl it's it's weird and incest incestuous to me (laughs) (laughs) I know that wasn't the word. That's <laughs> uh, all right. I love it. We're going to use it. Everyone um, knows what I mean. Uh, we all know. Yeah. So the only thing that makes sense for me in this situation, first of all, she seemed, she had like boy mom energy, even though she's the sister. We always say how weird yep. boy moms can be. Now, I think what makes sense about this situation and why she is so involved and so overprotective is because she has a trans brother and he transitioned 10 years ago. So, you know, 2012, 2013, whatever. And you have to think like probably from the time that he was five, six years old, he was going through this weird change in transitioning and he probably got picked on a lot. And made fun of and treated badly. And so I'm like, maybe she started this overprotectiveness while he was little to protect him from people bullying him and has carried on throughout their adult lives. That's the only thing that like made sense to me in the situation. Uh, yeah, but it, but it's like, he's a grown man. He can clearly take care of himself like very well. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I'm just... I'm just speaking because of things that I've been through that that's just why my opinion on it's just so strongly I guess but it's like Mm -hmm. don't get into your family's relationships I feel like well whether you're the the creepy sister or the creepy mother or whatever the fuck it is like just don't be creepy yeah don't be creepy like for example sorry go ahead oh I was just gonna say can you imagine like dating like Isaac or Lincoln, like one of Kale's sons, like imagine Kale from Teen Mom was like oh, your mother-in-law, like that shit. It's weird. Yeah, 
it is weird. I, I am thinking back to the beginning of the season, though, when they said like he has really bad taste in relationships. He's got, had like three women's names tattooed on him. He just seems to be like an impulsive love addict. And that probably was true in previous relationships, but he and Isabel seem like a fantastic match together. So he may have just like fallen into the right relationship, even though he's been bad in them before. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. But yeah, hopefully, I I think that the preview for next week, didn't something happen in the preview for next week with her? Yeah, he says something to Isabel that she... I don't really remember, honestly. Could be drama. I guess we'll see next week. Yeah. What happened? Oh, Danielle goes to visit her ex-boyfriend on a boat. Taylin. Taylin. What a dumbass name. Taylin. And um, they they... told her that there were going to be consequences. I'm actually more interested in seeing what happens when she gets back. Oh, the preview for next week with them looked so funny. Oh, yeah, because Johan's like, Danielle likes a dude with a giant monster cock, basically. And she starts crying. (laughs) (laughs) Why does this have to happen? Like, who cares that your ex-boyfriend is in town? Why are you trying to force your husband to do this? It's weird. She's making it seem to Johan like this was like her ex-boyfriend that was like a serious relationship. But then Taylin revealed that they were friends who basically just lived together during the pandemic and fucked. Like yeah, they were fuck buddies. Th- though that is like some weird Craigslist ad shit where it's like <laughs> You know, the close-up of, like, the 50-year-old man selfie, like, under his nose. And it's like, if you need any place to stay during the <laughs> pandemic, I got I got a free bedroom for non-smoker, non-ugly. You know what I Female mean? Female like, only. <laughs> Single. Yeah. No kids. No pets. <laughs> so, to me, it didn't even seem like they were a legit couple. It just seems like they quarantined together they fucked and then they both moved on with their lives but stayed in contact because maybe they got along so well as friends that's it's a weird situation but that's different than him being like her ex-boyfriend of five years or something you know which situation is worse i think it might be worse that you're staying in touch with your fuck buddy i don't know i mean it's not like she was ever like in love with him or anything. I think staying in touch with somebody you were once like very much in love with is worse because yeah. you could you could like be friends with somebody and fuck them and like not have well, those. Why kind does Johan have to know like to meet this guy? I I, I think so, she's just so that a... she can make herself feel better about it. That's the she's only just... reason why she wants him to come. Yep, so she doesn't have so she's not doing it behind his back on camera. Yeah, so that I she doesn't you, feel as guilty about it cuz she knows it's a stupid idea. Uh-huh. And I bet you if she was not on camera, she probably would have done it behind his back. Oh, yeah. But he just so happened to be in town when they were filming, so she had to. Or he like called her. her up and just wanted to be on the show. <laughs> so yeah, I want well, to be on 90 like, Day Fiance. Danielle is so mature and she's taught me some like 
who are we talking about? Because this bitch is not mature. She is literally using you to make her husband jealous. And if the tables were turned, she would lose her fucking shit. If her husband was like, hey, let's go have lunch with my my fuck buddy. Or my ex-girlfriend. She would lose her fucking mind. Yes, she would. She's such a hypocrite. I I am excited to see next week's episode and just see the look on this Talon guy's face when uh, when Johan practically pulls his dick out and slaps it on the lunch table. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I I can't believe they actually meet, and um, and it's just weird to me also that she would even want them to meet because to me that's like my worst nightmare. Like mm-hmm. I never want two dudes that I've been with anywhere near like I don't even want them in like the same city at the right. same time like that's so right. weird I guess we'll see what happens um Nicole and Mahmoud all their thing was was that Mahmoud took her to basically an animal I was gonna say sanctuary but that's a, a bit of a stretch um a yeah. shelter an it animal was... shelter it was very, um, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel shelter. like, I feel like a lot of like, uh, countries like this have a lot of like stray dogs and cats yes. on the street, like a street. So mm-hmm. I just feel like this place maybe just like gathered them from the street and like brings them here. Like, yes, that that was the vibe I got. I'm pretty sure you're right. And, the the, the um, worker like opened one can of wet food and like fifty fucking cats just like tackled him. <laughs> I was like, I I just think it's interesting. Um, I think that Mahmoud knows that Nicole wants to leave and he's trying to bribe her to stay. So I'll mm-hmm. get you a cat and then you'll have a friend. Wow. So, I mean, she was responsible. She said, I don't think it's the right time to get a cat because I don't know if I'm going to stay. And that's not fair to the cat. You know, when the I cat mean, gets adopted. She can also bring the cat back to America with her. But that's true. It's just a lot of work to get paperwork to yeah. take an animal across the world. But yeah, she could. She definitely yeah. could. Um, she but goes I was out with her. To... I, I don't think that you should get animals for people as gifts or like right. spring this on somebody i feel like uh unless that's something that you previously had talked about because that's a huge responsibility to just like spring on somebody you know well at least he took her and he didn't just come home with a cat yeah that would have been so bad that, mm-hmm. that would have been way worse and then she goes to the market with um mahmoud's sister-in-law or her sister-in-law, I guess, because they're married. And um, that was thrilling to watch them grocery shop. I mean, <laughs> listen, I know that lots of countries are like this, where you like buy the live chicken. Mm-hmm. And it also just reminded me of Nicole, as in like Nicole and Azin too, where she's like, <laughs> I like my chicken like in a bag, already dead. <laughs> wrapped in plastic Uh, it's like i'm with that you know she likes her chicken breaded and fried i love (laughs) eating meat but i don't want to think about i don't want to think that i'm eating an an like i don't want to have met the animal before i'm eating it you know what i mean yeah well i'm sure a lot of vegans are pissed off at that but yeah that's what i like to eat meat meat is good for you it's got Mm -hmm. a lot of protein in it 
And, uh, but yeah, do I need to watch it get slaughtered? No, I'm good. I don't need to pluck all the feathers off and skin it. Yeah. Like somebody else to do that. People who like, listen, I know lots of people do this and I know it's an extremely healthy lifestyle. Like people who live on farms and like raise their own chickens and eat their own food that that's not for me. I yeah. Fuck the free range shit. Like I'd rather just go to the grocery store and like not be thinking about it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, they do it so that we don't have to. So that's nice. Um, One so reason was... I will never go hunting because uh, <laughs> I I like eating venison, but I don't want to like watch that shit get killed first. Ryan wants me to get do my hunter safety safety course so I can go hunting with him. And I al- have always wanted to go hunting, but then when I actually think about it, I'm like. I don't know if I can do it. And I watched him process uh, a deer last season, which was really interesting. It was just interesting to watch. Uh, very educational. But I don't know if I can do all that. I, I mean, the hunting just seems so fucking boring to me. Like you just like sit oh, in a tree it. in the dead silence. Like oh, I would love it. Also, whenever I like hear birds and stuff like that, like it freaks me out. Like it's just not my thing I'd rather just like stay at home and read a book have your groceries (laughs) delivered and then just cook dinner yeah Mm -hmm. perfect yeah um what do you think about Jen and her psychotic friends okay well first of all there was a the hills new beginnings marathon on MTV this weekend so I I caught it here and there doesn't Jen look like Audrina from the hills like they have the same like eyes and the same like facial structure jen. uh or oh jen i thought we were talking about randy or something for a second um she could be an older version of audrina but I, they both has, have like, like the droopy. eyes rolling into the back of the head type of vibe that's yeah, weird <laughs> um but yeah her friends are really annoying um i, I feel bad know. for the translator but so do I, but this is my question about Jen. If because she's not fucking him, they don't right. live together. Like, mm-hmm. why is she so I need to know everything and I want him to have a chart laid out for me so that I know that everything he's saying is adding up to me? Like, why are you so invested in this if you're not actually getting anything out of it right now? Like, I cannot imagine being that emotionally invested in a person that I'm not having sex with. Sorry. Her friends are as toxic as she is, and they're just hyping her up in the worst way possible. Specifically, Randy. The other friend's not as bad, but Randy is a fucking crazy person. And the way that she is planting this, like, seed in her friend's head is so weird because... Why is Jen so upset that his family is trying to set him up? Yeah, he lives in India. He's in his 30s and unmarried. This is very common for the family to arrange a marriage. It's more common for the family to arrange marriage than it is to have a love marriage. So why are you so pissed off as if he's going out speed dating, looking for what other women, when his family is just doing what they're supposed to be doing in their culture. Yeah. 
shouldn't the part that matters be that he told her, yes, my family has introduced me to women. I told them I was not interested. I'm not dating them. I'm with you. Shouldn't that be enough? She's focusing on all the wrong things. I agree. And next episode is going to be a fucking shit show because you know that the friends are just like going to make this seem like the worst situation like they possibly can. It's going to be Yeah, they're going to blow the roof off of everything and just blurt out that they're engaged and then everybody's going to be pissed off and shocked and surprised and like, why have you lied to us all this time? It's going to be a disaster. And I asked Ryan because when Ryan and I first got together, we had lived together for like two, three months before I'm his parents even knew about me. And I used to be like, why are are you hiding me? Why aren't you telling me, like telling them? Why can't I meet them? Blah, blah, blah. Are you ashamed of me? Are you embarrassed? Whatever. And I said, what? I asked him last night, what would you do if I had done this? If I just like reached out to your family, it was like, I'm with your son and we've lived together for X amount and blah, blah, blah. He's like, it would have been a disaster. I would have been so pissed because sometimes there's a reason that people go about the timing of things because they know the people they're they're uh working with more than you do it's not always about you and about especially when you're talking about culture and history and tradition it's not just up to you to go and like blow the fucking roof off of everything mm-hmm. it's so selfish i think she's just incredibly insecure like i've said before i think she has fat girl syndrome where she still feels like the fat girl that she was before she had her surgery and lost weight. And she's just so incredibly insecure that it's like poisoning her mind. So So sad. Mm -hmm. Well, I guess we'll see what happens. I don't know. Who else do we have left? Chris and Jamie. Chris has been gone for five months. Five months. How pissed would you? I would be so pissed. Same. And then Chris's mom is like, oh, yeah, I've said from the beginning that Jamie's just using her. What do you think? For what? Yeah. What do you think? It's not like she has money that she's like wiring over there. And if she does, it's probably only like a couple hundred at a time. Like there's no way that Chris is like paying all of Jamie's bills. There's not a chance. So I think that Chris is an addict and a liar. And I think that Jamie, I'm sure, has some type of ulterior motives as well. But from what I understand, Jamie had a good job. Chris convinced her to move. I think they moved to another town or something. And Jamie quit her job because Chris was like, I'll take care of you. You'll be fine. We'll get you another job or whatever. I think Jamie like financially catfished or I think Chris financially catfished Jamie thinking that she was going to have this stable life and not have to worry about money and everything. And then you say you're going to go home and figure out some stuff with your bank and figure out something with your medication. And you've been gone for five months. You never answer her phone calls. And then Jamie says that Chris only paid like a couple months of rent. She was only supposed to be paying the utilities and Chris was supposed to pay the rent. And now Chris abandons Jamie in a different town with no job 
and has only paid like two months of rent out of like six months. And Jamie's like, what the fuck? What am I supposed to do? What is happening? This is insane. This is sick to do to somebody. Whose team are you on? Any of either of them? Jamie's. Yeah. I I like her and I think that she, you know, whether she thought that Chris had more money or not, I think that she genuinely just like wanted to find love mm-hmm. and wanted and was obviously found it in the wrong spot. But like I saw this on Reddit and it made me laugh. It was like, because in the last episode, Chris was like, I, I do every odd job I can. I I mow lawns and, you know, I do I do odd work. It's like said every person with a back injury ever. <laughs> like, I'm just I'm just looking for odd jobs to do. <laughs> odd physical oh labor God. jobs to do. I know. It's so funny how she's not like bedridden anymore. Isn't that interesting? Must be the narcolepsy medication. It's wild. It's, uh, I don't understand why she didn't just break it off, why she's like still leading Jamie on. And Jamie's friend was even like, you need to like say peace, say goodbye and move Mm -hmm. on with your life. And she's like, I know everybody says that. And it's like, well, then do it. Yeah. She's just sitting there hoping that she'll come back. And apparently she is coming back. She got a plane ticket. She's come back to Columbia. And I think it's going to be a disaster. Mm. I'm ready for it. Ready God. for it. Uh, and then, of course, the stars of the show. The Bella Bell 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 Ball. <laughs> Debbie and Usama. Um, Usama, like turned into a monster in like 0.5 seconds wow something in his brain just like what like just got triggered by something she said and he just like he like he like malfunctioned yeah and was like like, what he was like a megan doll that malfunctioned yeah he was (laughs) Um, uh, yeah. Be- before all that happened, though, I thought I thought it was so fucking funny how his parents were like so nice to her and so happy. It's like, hey, they're clearly uh-huh. like only happy because they think that he's getting a green card. So they're like, yeah, of course we approve of you. We love yes. you, Debbie. Yep. It reveals. Yeah. Because we all kind of were like, why are the parents OK with this? Why are they being so nice? This woman is three times your son's age. It's really weird. And then all of a sudden. They say something about Osama going to America. And Debbie is like, what? This is not what we talked about. I have tell them I have moved here permanently to live in Rabat with you. And then everything starts to crumble. And Osama tells his sister, because she asked him, are you okay with this? Is this what you decided on? And he says, well, she decided on it and I'm okay with it. And it all just starts, the clouds start to move and it starts to make sense. It's like, oh, that's what's in it for him. He thinks he's going to America. Mm. Do you think that he ever discussed this with Debbie and that they like talked about it being a possibility or made plans towards it? Why does she want to live there so bad? 
I think that she doesn't want to, she probably is retired. So she probably has, you know, whatever retirement money and the amount that she has is probably not enough to live comfortably in the U.S., but it's probably more than enough to live comfortably over there. Um, or maybe she's got a savings or something that will give them a very comfortable life overseas. Um, I think that primarily she wants to be with him there so that she knows he actually loves her and just doesn't want to get to America and then leave her. It's almost like a test is what I think. Yeah, because she's acting like she she wants to be there like so badly and it's like her dream to live there or something like well maybe she loves it maybe i i don't know but i don't think they ever had a conversation about going to america no definitely I not think, i think he really like got in there tried to get her to fall in love with him blah 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 and then he sprung it on her and now she feels like she's in too deep and maybe i should take him to america because i love him and i don't want to rip the relationship to end i think he has been hustling her for the past three years yeah i th- i i agree with that he's another as in he just I he bet, keeps the hustle going i bet that's why he tried because remember she said that he tried to get her to marry him the last time she was there Mm-hmm. And I bet that he figured if we get married, that will solidify and make it easier for her to get a spousal visa for me instead of a fiance visa. So I bet that's why he was trying to get her to marry him right then. Osama, you dirty trickster. Well, honestly, her son warned her that this guy's probably a snake and probably using you mm-hmm. like yeah everybody I mean, trying to tell her we've all been blinded by love before but let's just say debbie was like completely shielded from yes. the love um i did laugh very hard when she sang to the donkey <laughs> and then when she <laughs> fell off the donkey i was like what the oh fuck did God. i just watch that well was you could tell she was gonna fall off because it's like there was nothing like securing those blankets on the donkey. Obviously, the second you get up there and you move a little, the whole thing's going to go with you. I did. We laughed pretty hard at that. Ryan was actually half-ass watching the show with me. He usually just goes, I this shit is so stupid. I don't know why you watch this dumb shit. But he was actually watching. And um, we laughed it's just really like, hard when she I don't singing. understand why you watch this show. And then they just stand there. They never fully and then they make have themselves like... comfortable, but they just stand in the corner with their arms crossed <laughs> and like stare at the TV. Ryan will have like one eye watching Supernatural on his laptop and he'll just be like secretly trying to watch 90 Day Fiance with me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he just does not want me to know that he's interested. But when when she was singing to the donkey, I was laughing so hard and I was like, the donkey is moving his ears away from her because his ears were like up front at first. And then as she starts to sing, <laughs> his ears turn backwards. I was like, yeah, I get it. It's it's not good. It's not good. Mm-mm. It was it was a rough watch. It was a pretty funny scene. I yeah, I'm excited. And then, yeah, he tells her. So they're they're going to go paint. And Debbie is seriously like a six year old child. Like she can't handle silence she feels like she needs to fill every silence with something so she starts talking about like what are we what is our future can we look at apartments and you can just see the 
he is brewing. The anger is brewing. He's about to have like fucking steam coming out of his ears. He's just like, uh huh. Let's be quiet. Just be quiet. I want to be quiet while I'm, I'm, I'm doing my. His art. lazy eye is twitching. He's like, it is so bad. There's sometimes I feel like the angrier he gets, the crazier his eye goes. Oh yeah. Because sometimes it's not super noticeable, but in scenes like this, I mean, they really are going in two different directions. <laughs> like oh yeah. A malfunction. See, it's malfunctioning. Um, I think you have mental sickness or something. What? He tells her she's mentally ill because she won't stop talking and asking about their future. Gaslight King. Oh my God. You can't just call someone mentally ill because they're talking. Crazy. I mean, you just called Stephen King mentally ill. Look at all the shit he's written <laughs> over 50 years. Justine. He's mentally ill. He you call it be. mentally ill. I call it genius. Genius. Artistic genius. Mm-hmm. All right. Perfect. We'll call it what it is. But aren't most artistic geniuses mentally ill? Tell me one artistic genius okay, who's Kanye, not mentally ill. He has that like line, like name one genius that ain't crazy. Oh, I, I didn't even know that. I thought I came up with that. Damn it. <laughs> I mean, Kanye is an, is an artistic genius and he's definitely mentally ill. Yeah. Yeah. Eminem, lyrical genius, mentally ill, right? We're going to say, I mean, pretty much everybody. So anyways, uh, yeah, he's brewing. The, the, the anger is brewing. And he warned us at the beginning of this season. He told us he has that practically said he has a dark passenger. He's crazy. He's dark. So we finally got to see it and he erupts and he basically tells her like, look, we're either going to go, we're either going to go to the U.S., you're either going to take me there, or we'll just stop all of this. And Debbie, along with most of us, are shocked, because this is the first we have ever heard him say anything about going to the U.S., and not only is he saying it, but he is giving her an ultimatum, an old tomato, if you will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, were you surprised when you heard this? I mean, not really. Really? Because it's like, obviously, he wants to go to the U.S. and like. But we didn't know that before. This is like the first time that it's come up the whole season. I know, but it's it's kind of like, why else was he with her? You know, like not to I mean, be mean or anything. He did push her the first night, told her that he wanted her to go back to the U.S. in a couple months. So that maybe was a little clue right there. Yeah. And how's it going to blow up with Danielle and Johan? I mean, I know we say that every week, but. I mean, let's just hope that something comes to blows with them soon. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm excited. Same. I think the last, I can't wait to see the reunion. I just love a good reunion. So this could probably be a good one. I mean, I love a good reunion too when they're good, but. Yes, we'll see. I don't have high expectations for the reunion. I just love Debbie. I think she's like your crazy Aunt Debbie. And she's probably so much fun. And she probably let you spend the night at her house when you were little. She's probably so annoying, though, Julie. Like you said, like the type of person that. Sweetest woman on the planet. Always has to be talking. But she's an artist. So she's mentally ill. I mean, (laughs) like the rest of us. (laughs) I love her. I think she's great. 
So, well, that's pretty much it. That was it for 90 Day Fiance. I think it was a pretty good episode. Yeah. I really wish I could get used to start watching um, Love After Lockup. That is just so I would if I could watch it. I have no idea how to watch it in Canada, unfortunately. I think it's on YouTube. We'll have to look at it. I'm pretty sure you can watch it on YouTube, like the day after it airs. Oh, okay. If yeah, I I'll if I can it. watch it, I'm not like opposed to watching it or anything. It's just mm-hmm. getting a hold of that, unfortunately. Well, and another thing we were talking about earlier is in um I wanted to say engaged and underage. Uh undercover underage. <laughs> engaged and underage. You know, that's how they found <laughs> Amber for Teen Mom because really they were filming- I didn't know that really yeah that's how they came up with the idea of like 16 and pregnant because they were filming her brother bubby sean the guy that was at the white really thing was he on that show yeah so they were filming him because he was like had his like girlfriend that was proposing to his girlfriend or whatever because he was like in the military and then they the producers saw amber and gary together and were like holy fuck we need to make a show of this so Amber was technically like the idea for 16 and pregnant. Was she on engaged and underage with Bubby? I have no idea. I've never seen his episode. I cannot say the name Bubby. And oh, I know. I feel serious, but it's the weirdest thing ever. Um, wow. I did not know that. So that's really interesting. But undercover underage is coming back for season two on Discovery Plus. I love the first season. I loved watching these fucking pieces of shit get busted. It makes me so happy because we don't need them. And, uh, you know, I wish we could get rid of them a different way. But, you know, I guess they had to go to prison. It's really fucked up what this girl goes through to catch these guys. But it's a very good show. It's so well done. Yeah, I can't wait to see it. So that's starting. I believe it's going to be back on Discovery Plus on May 1st. So so do you know if they're adding the entire season at once or if it's going to be a weekly thing? I don't think they put the whole season up last time. Because I, I was a weekly like release. it was already like out when I was watching it. Like, I, I think so. I'm pretty what? sure. And, and with Hulu so or no Discovery Plus, I don't know of any shows that they release all at once. So I'm pretty sure it's going to be a week re- weekly release. Okay. So we we may do that on Patreon in the future since that show is just one giant trigger warning. We'll probably not put it on the main feed just in case it upsets people. But we will probably be talking about that on Patreon once we get that up and moving. So Hell yeah. Yeah. I love that show. I'm excited. So uh, you know what? Um, Did you ever listen to the podcast? I want to say it's called Betrayed. That sounds familiar. And it was like the girl who was a producer on Jersey Shore and she was like married to this guy. And then she found out that he was like having an affair with one of his students. Jody told me about it and then I like binged the whole thing. Okay. I I think that's that's what it's called. I just wrote it down, so I'm going to check it out and see if I have, but it sounds fantastic. But it's it it's just, and also, like, there's this book I really love called My Dark Vanessa, and for the, for those who know, no, but it's literally a story about a t- young, young teenage girl who gets groomed by her teacher and, like, continues to have a relationship with him throughout her early 20s and stuff. 
And it's just crazy how like teachers are like that. Have you not, seen not every Cruel teacher, Summer? but I know I ha that's another show that I can't watch in Canada. Is oh my god, trust it's me, not on I've ABC Family or whatever. I've tried to find it. It's not if you on buy the like, season. Anything. It's worth watching. You can could you buy it on like Prime Video, maybe? Depending on what it costs, it's it's worth it. It's a good show. So. I mean, I've tried to look for it before, Dang. but um, maybe I can yeah. get it on DVD and send it to you. We'll see. We it's can do good. we can do like a an illegal Zoom party where we just like sit here over Zoom and you just like point your webcam I'll just play at it the for TV, you. And play me some shit. Like when you're scrolling through TikTok and they have like ninety like two thousand one Disney movies playing. We'll yeah, just do it like that. That actually would be really fun. <laughs> Um, oh, I was going to say, like, along the lines of Undercover Underage, um, Chris Hansen from To Catch a Predator, he has a podcast, Predators I've Caught, and he talks about the different episodes and the different predators in the show. That's mm -hmm. all, that's kind of interesting, but he also started a new show. Um, I can't remember the name of it. It's not Have a Seat with Chris Hansen. He did that. It's something else, but it's on his new True Blue Network and it's just not great. It doesn't have the same thing that To Catch a Predator had. The episodes are super short. Um, they don't go too much into detail about the conversations, about the decoys, anything like that. It's just like too short and cut up. I don't know. So I don't love it. Um, but that's why I like Undercover Underage because you really get to see how they catch this guy what the conversations are like and they're uncomfortable it's uncomfortable to hear what these people are saying to these children but we need to have those discussions we need to see that because that's what's actually happening even though it's uncomfortable for us and so. this girl doesn't just like ad lib shit like she ha she has like full character mm -hmm. like arcs for these girls and has like storyboards and it's it's insane yeah. And fake bedrooms or like, mm -hmm. you know, bedrooms that are completely made up to look like a 12-year-old's bedroom. Uh, I mean, it's it's very good. She's doing really important work. So yeah, I'm excited good. to watch the next season. Well, that is all I have for today. We are going to go record a Patreon episode for you guys. So um, definitely check us out at Resting Bitch Pod on Instagram. Check out our link tree for Patreon and all of our other information. You can actually also find a link to those leggings that Justine was talking about last week. <laughs> I put a link up on our link tree so you can find those there. And then follow Justine. Where can they find you and, and your other show? Uh, the Shore Store Podcast and at Shore Store Pod on Instagram. Please DM awesome. me. I love getting random DMs about shows and stuff. I love when people want to talk about TV, whatever. So message me. So fun. All right. Thank you guys for listening. And we will see you bitches next week. Bye. Bye.